there's nothing quite like getting in the car and hitting the road. No destination in mind, just letting wanderlust take over. The miles passing under your wheels, the sky overhead changing through the day, a dance of colors and clouds. You watch the signs on the side of the road change, giving you mile markers, advertising sites and tourist attractions, or even where to sleep for the night. As you pass over imaginary state lines, traveling and enjoying the sounds of the road, you may find your mind start to wander as you relax and let the drive take over. Nighttime, however, brings about a much different side of the highways and back roads. You fight to stay alert and awake, wondering if, when, and where you should stop. The darkness wraps around your car as you hope nothing will appear in your headlights or at the side of the road, giving you cause to stop. Despite motorized cars being a more recent invention, the dark, moonlit roads of America have long provided a backdrop for advisory tales of the danger of strangers. Hitchhikers themselves have long been infamous for their contribution to horror stories and real-life crimes. Many highways along America will have signs advising not to pick up hitchhikers due to the close proximity of a mental institution or a federal prison. Numerous urban legends and short stories have been written about the dangers of giving a ride to a stranger on the side of the road, the caution of not knowing who that person could be. Even being the hitchhiker can prove dangerous as the victims of the prolific serial killer Ted Bundy learned in the 1970s. The 1986 movie The Hitcher shaped these fears by providing a visual example of just what happens when you pick up the wrong passenger. In the film, the protagonist picks up a seemingly innocent hiker along a West Texas highway he soon learns, however, that some monsters never die. The two keep encountering each other, with the hitcher returning over and over, until finally our brave hero comes out on top as the sun rises following his difficult night. While a majority of hitchhiking situations actually end quite uneventfully, there are still others that have an odd and almost sad resolution. Driving along these lonely highways, one can encounter a young woman, alone and unclean. They would stop, offering assistance, enjoying the company of having a new passenger. All would come to a mysterious end as they look over and realize they've been visited by the vanishing hitchhiker. Now, grab a warm drink for this cool night. Lock the doors 
check under the bed and in the closet. Settle into your favorite seat and listen closely. It's time for another fairy tale. Once upon a time, there was a young man who was attending a party with many of his friends. Well, friends may not be as accurate as calling them acquaintances, but this particular young man was of the more shy variety. He enjoyed being out with the music and chatter. He even tried to participate. However, he was still mostly a wallflower, an afterthought on the guest list at these various events. This party would be different, although the young man wasn't quite aware yet. For at this party was a special young woman. He had seen fleeting glances of her, a wave of blonde hair, the hem of her dress as she passed between groups of people. He didn't think anything of it until he found himself next to her, getting another drink. A look passed between them, and he was hooked on her blue eyes and the curve of a smile on her lips. Conversation began as the two stood together, discussing mundane topics such as their drinks, the party, current events. Soon enough, it moved to deeper matters, the young man getting lost in her words and intelligence. The night progressed, and soon the party began winding down. Almost desperate for more time with her, he inquired about the rest of her night and learned she would need a ride home, an offer he was quick to take up. The two leave the dying party, making their way to the young man's small car. The early morning brings a slight chill to the air, and the woman shivers involuntarily, an action not missed by her companion. He removes his coat and drapes it over her shoulders, and she smiles at him with a thank you. They get into the car, the young man helping her into her side like a true gentleman. Then they drive off into the quiet, dark roads. Conversation continues from the party, the sparks still flying as the two connect, sharing stories and jokes. The miles pass by in a blur, the only light coming from the dim interior lights of the car and the bright headlights lighting the road in front of them. Occasionally the woman issues a direction, a time to turn as they weave through the back roads. Unfortunately for our young couple, all things must eventually end, and end they do as they pull up in front of the woman's house. The two continue to talk, hoping to keep the night from ending. However, fatigue soon begins to creep in, and the young man knows he needs to bid this beautiful girl goodbye and begin the drive back to his house before it becomes unsafe. She leans over, stealing a quick kiss and a promise to stay in touch, 
before she opens the door of the car and makes her way up the walk to her home. Turning back, she waves goodbye, and then, as quickly as she appeared, she is gone. The young man, tired but ecstatic from his impromptu date, drives back home, visions of future meetings dancing in his head, keeping him occupied as he arrives home and falls into a deep and dream-filled sleep. The next morning he awakens, the memories of the night before still fresh in his mind. As he turns off his blaring alarm, he checks his phone, wondering if he would hear from her before realizing he never gave the woman his number, and she never gave him hers. Chalking it up to being too caught up in each other to pay attention, he decides to take a chance and drives back to her place to see her again and trade information. The miles pass by, his heart thumping against his chest in nervousness. Thoughts play through his head, wondering what she will think of his sudden appearance at her door. He pulls up to the house, noting its slight unkempt appearance with weeds growing in the yard, shutters closed, and shingles missing from the roof. He explains to himself that he must not have noticed with it being dark, and walks up to the door, knocking and waiting. Minutes pass until finally the door cracks open. The man smiles, expecting the beautiful young woman from the night before. Then it falters as an aged blue eye appears in the crack. Hello? A voice almost whispers out, dry and dusty with age. The young man responds, explaining that he had dropped off a woman to that house in the early morning, but he didn't get her number or even much of a name. With the description of the girl, the old woman opens the door, letting the man in without a word. She leads him into a sitting room pictures hung on the walls and on shelves. He browses, seeing the girl that he spent so much time with in many of them. Something, however, isn't matching up in his mind. These pictures are much too old to be of the girl he met, old by at least 25 years. He brings this up. Your daughter and granddaughter look a lot alike. I don't see any of your granddaughter, though, the one I met last night. She sighs and indicates he should sit. Confusion and anxiety begin to creep into his emotions as she tells him about her daughter, who never had any kids of her own. She tells him of the night she went out to a party, similar to the one he himself attended last night. Tells him of how she left with a young man who happened to have been drinking a little too much. On and on she goes her voice monotone, as if she'd become accustomed to telling this tale. The car spun out of control, she says, the side that her daughter was sitting in connecting with a tree, killing her immediately on impact. She finishes her story, tears now beginning to form in her tired eyes. He stands and thanks her for her time, moving to let himself out when her voice stops him. I'm sorry you saw her. She really was a beautiful young woman, but you're not the first boy she's done this to. This always happens on the day of her death anniversary. She sniffs, 
holding back tears and tells him where he can find her grave. The young man leaves, confused and sad for the lonely old woman, and drives to the cemetery, wanting to confirm this for himself. He wanders through the various tombstones until he comes to the spot right where the woman described, a lone tree providing shade to an ornate tombstone. The young woman's name that he learned from her mother etched into the stone with her birth and death dates along with an epitaph. And there, folded neatly on the ground at the foot of the tombstone, lay the jacket he gave the mysterious young woman the night before. The Vanishing Hitchhiker is another classic example of a long-standing urban legend with various variations, endings, and themes. The first major public awareness of the term Vanishing Hitchhiker came about in Jan Harold Grunbald's 1981 book, The Vanishing Hitchhiker. In his book, he explains how variations of the story have been told in spoken word format since 1870, and unlike our first urban legend about the Hookman, this story has been found in multiple countries and cultures. According to Beardsley and Hankey, two American folklorists in the 1940s, there are four major variations to the Vanishing Hitchhiker legend. The first is similar to our story, where the hitchhiker and her ride meet at an event or party. They converse and ride to her old home together, and she either leaves a token in his car or makes off with something of theirs, leaving it at the grave. The second adaptation is more popular and includes the passenger disappearing from the car itself, oftentimes as they pass by the graveyard where they are found to be buried. The third and fourth variations are very similar, where a mysterious ghostly woman is found to be a prophet of some kind, predicting a future event or as a local divinity, respectively. The first was highly popular during the height of the World Wars, and the ghost would issue two truths to the driver, with one happening almost immediately, causing the driver to be assured the second must eventually come true. A classic example of this is the story of a motorist who picks up a young girl from the side of the road in the midst of the Second World War. Upon arriving at her destination, she turns to him and tells him that before the night is over, he will have had a dead body in his car, and by the next year, Hitler will have surrendered. She leaves and disappears in front of his eyes, much to his astonishment. Moments later, he comes across a grisly accident and offers his car to one of the injured as they rush to the hospital. Unfortunately, the injured man does not survive, thus providing the first part of the prophecy true. As for the latter half, well, I don't have to tell you how that one ends. As per their results, they noted that the latter two would always change according to the locals' beliefs and news. The first adaptation is much more fantasy-based and stays in the line with a ghost story meant to frighten or unnerve. With all the data that the two men collected, they did find many similarities despite the tales all playing out differently. In most of the stories, the ghost is usually female, quite often younger, while the driver is typically male. Many believe that this is due to how the original stories 
and real-life sightings have been told, much like the more popular version of the story. One such real-life version of the vanishing hitchhiker comes to us from the frigid lands of Switzerland. Open in 1966, the Belgian tunnel links two Swiss cantons for approximately two miles of roadway. In the summer of 1980, reports began coming in of a strange male hitchhiker that would disappear from the moving vehicle, despite the high speeds of that road. However, just that very winter, the hitchhiker became an old woman clad in white garments and could be found in or near the tunnel. Many witnesses claimed that the woman would suddenly appear in front of the vehicle and speak to them. On January 6, 1981, the tabloid Blick wrote about the sightings with many other publications following suit. Soon after, police reports were filed as witnesses called in proclaiming to have seen the white woman as she was named. Stories of the Volkenspekt dwindled soon after, until a 1983 book release titled Beisarbeiter Sagen explored two women who met an unkempt, pale, middle-aged woman and picked her up near the tunnel. When they asked if she was feeling better, the woman answered, No, unfortunately not. I am not well at all. Something really awful is going to happen. Something very dreadful then vanished from the back seat. Unfortunately, not all encounters with women in white are as uneventful. The pilot episode of the horror TV show Supernatural has the protagonist dealing with their urban legend and white woman directly. In the show, the ghost is actually a poltergeist who remains on Earth to enact revenge on those she has deemed to be unfaithful to their partner. She haunts the roads of Jericho, California, waiting for men to stop and give her a ride. Once they have, she proceeds to tempt and tease them until they agree to pull off and take up her scandalous offer before eliminating them herself. Luckily for our heroes, they are able to fend off the spirit and bring her peace by reuniting her with her children that had died by her hand in a rage at finding out her husband had been having an affair. Between the real-life sightings of the Belgian Tunnel Ghost and the fictional accounts of the white woman, one story stands out among them all as crossing the thin line between ghost story and supernatural encounter. In the city of Chicago, starting in the late 1930s, there resided a street full of dance halls and bars called Archer Avenue. In 1939, a young man named Jerry Palace encountered a beautiful blonde woman at one of the clubs and danced the night away with her. In the early morning hours, she asked for a ride home, which took them directly down Archer Avenue. As they neared the now infamous Resurrection Cemetery, she had him stop the car, left it, and disappeared before his eyes. In 1979, a cab driver reported that his fare, a beautiful blonde woman in a white party dress and dancing shoes, asked to be dropped off at the cemetery on Archer. The moment he pulled up to the curb and looked back at her, she disappeared. Many other reports over the years poured in as they all claimed the same series of events. A beautiful young woman 
asking for a ride home down Archer Avenue, a stop at Resurrection Cemetery, the girl disappearing. The encounters at the cemetery were not just limited to disappearing passengers. Other reports came in about drivers having to slam on their brakes to avoid hitting a young girl in white as she suddenly appeared in front of their car, then disappeared just as quickly. And in 1976, a couple driving by the cemetery noticed a young blonde woman in the graveyard seemingly locked in and standing at the gates, holding them. When authorities arrived, the bars were twisted and burnt in the shape of handprints. So if you ever find yourself traveling down Archer Avenue or anywhere on life's highways, it may be best to avoid all those young women in white. You just never know which ghost is visiting with you. Fury Tales is written and produced by me. Music is provided by Nicholas Gasparini. New episodes will be released every Wednesday. If you enjoy the show, please share with your family and friends who may be interested, and subscribe yourself on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, as well as rate and review. Every bit of feedback is valuable to me, and I will be sure to give you a shout-out on a future show. I've also started a Patreon to help with some of the costs of hosting this podcast. While I do enjoy what I do and look forward to continuing to provide you with chilling tales and histories, I do want to make sure I can deliver the best possible quality to you, as well as provide extra content and episodes to those who are interested in seeing more of what goes into this. The link is in the show notes below, and be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FearyTales13. And remember, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. H.P. Lovecraft